Seasons, greetings, fisters, and welcome to the 10th, wow, the 10th episode of the Merry Fist, the whole jolly fist, and nothing but the festive fist, so help me Chris Kringle, the official Fistball Australia Christmas podcast, or as it's known at this time of the year, from down under to the North Pole, the T-M-F-T-W-J-F-A-N-B-T-F-F-S-H-M-K-K-T-O-F-A-C-P. I'm your host, Santa Mario Milne. And uh, continuing the recent theme of rotating the hosts of this podcast, I am joined for this Christmas special episode by the returning glorious iron-fisted supreme leader of FIFA, Rolf, the godfather Fistmas Peterson. Welcome back, Rolf. Ah, bah humbug to you all. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great uh, that after 10 episodes of this podcast... You know, with a bit of trial and error, you know, mixing it up, that we've finally settled on the Dream Team hosting lineup of Super Mario and the Godfist. We've finally got rid of Malcolm. This is this is the team we're going forward with now. <laughs> yes, I'm glad, glad the coup has gone ahead successfully. But, uh, yes. <laughs> he didn't even know it was coming. Long, way, long may we reign. Yes. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, I never really knew how to say his name properly anyway, so this is probably for the best. Um, <laughs> but as a tribute to Mal, I did already begin drinking at a brewery prior to this recording so um oh good yeah 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 so here in spirit <laughs> exactly do you have any notes on the previous episode rolf anything uh it went pretty well i thought with uh you malcolm and, and rod yeah it was good uh, i did miss the match review uh i think that was came about as a sort of last minute scheduling um but we didn't really have a time to, to find and review a game uh, but still, we certainly managed to to fill the allocated time slot, and no doubt filled your week full of editing joys. <laughs> when I say editing, I mean cutting and uh, <laughs> leaving on the cutting room floor. Yes, yeah. that's pretty, that's pretty standard. That's okay. Tangents and swear words. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. There's a few things that were probably not appropriate for the greater audience. There's some things that made it into the podcast that were probably not appropriate for the greater audience. But you know, you've got to take risks. <laughs> anyway, we should um. We should speak to our special guest. We have a special guest for this podcast. Our guest for this episode, actually, she begged us, absolutely begged us to come onto this podcast to the point where it was actually getting a little uncomfortable. But to be honest, when someone in New Zealand fired up the dial-up, loaded up AltaVista on the old Netscape Navigator and found our podcast somewhere around episode five this year, we just realized we had to get someone on from New Zealand. Either way, our guest is she's not just some random... Beach Daz New Zealander off the street. Our guest is a two-time trans-Tasman fistball champion, a one-time Asia-Pacific fistball champion, and a one-time President's Cup champion at the 2018 Women's Fistball World Championships, and a long-time reigning leg wrestling champion. She is also very young and sprightly, and she's a girl from New Zealand. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Liz Meacham. Thank you. I have never been more honoured to have such an introduction done about me, so thank you very much for having me. It's nice to see you both. Yes. That entire introduction was completely off the top of my head. That was not pre-written in any way. Really well done. It's impressive. Uh, But it's also great to hear that glorious New Zealand accent, you know. um, To be honest... (laughs) I'm not totally sure why people think that Australians have similar accents to New Zealand because yours sounds completely different. But, it's, you know, it's, it's good to hear anyway. My, but mine isn't really a traditional New Zealand accent either. So no, it's not. I think we've got a little bit of English in there as well. So Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Fist! Hmm. Should we move on to the drink section? Yes, I have chosen mine really specially. 
Oh yeah, what have you pulled out of the uh, out of the chili bin? <laughs> I have pulled out something from New Zealand, obviously, because that would be crazy if I hadn't. Yep. Turns out they don't do wine in cans that fizz. <laughs> so I went for cider, and it's a crisp apple. Okay. And it is made in Lower Hutt of all places, which yep. is probably one of the nicest places you could visit in New Zealand. Um, yeah, it's just near Wellington, just okay. off to the side. If you're looking at the map on the right hand side. And it is, yeah, it's a special place. Yep, a holiday location. Oh, for sure, yeah. if you're really scraping the barrel. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it sounded really good for a second and then it just plummeted. <laughs> you do not want to go there. It's probably oh, right. not one of the places you want to visit. So apologies to anyone from New Zealand Fiscal that was born there or loves Lower Hutt. I can't imagine there are any, so... <laughs> Just the first of many apologies to come, I'm sure. Yeah, no, there will be many. <laughs> Do I get to open this now? I'll go nuts. Please. On the mic yes. if you can. Okay. All right, cool. Let's see if it makes a sound, because I'm really hoping it does. Oh, yeah. That's it's definitely like, a can opening. It sounds throaty. Yes. Not bad. <laughs> uh, Rolf, do you want to <laughs> go next? Uh, yeah. So, um... So as you mentioned, Mal's not here today. He's uh, otherwise occupied with Christmas activities, but he is here in spirit, and uh, and that spirit is malice uh, <laughs> because he's, he gifted me a can of uh, the Pav is ours, uh, which is an uh, an antagonistic drop uh, made here in Melbourne, and um, which is basically a pale ale with uh, fruit. Fruity overtones, and it says the Pav is ours, but you can have Russell Crowe, Farlap, Flat Whites, Crowded House, Keith Urban, Rebecca Gibney, Lamingtons, Spreadable Butter, and I'm sure we could add to that list significantly. But we're claiming the Pavlova, just like the Pavlova plate. Yes, exactly. But I'll uh, nonetheless open this antagonistic lager, and uh, <laughs> ah, tastes like Vic, tastes like victory. Might be short-lived. And and kiwi fruit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have um, I actually have a New Zealand beer. I had a, Excellent. I ordered a beer from. Um, I ordered a couple of beers from Garage Project, which is based in Wellington, I believe. But it didn't arrive in time, so I scourged around in the fridge, and, and lo and behold, I actually have a New Zealand beer. And it, it, I think it would just make you possibly throw up a little bit in your mouth, Rolf, but I'm going to read it out <laughs> for you anyway. It's a uh, Tangelo Ripple Ice Cream Sour. So uh, yeah, wow. Well, probably, um, <laughs> probably not up your alley. If you could just leave your um, leave your headphones on the desk and uh, <laughs> just walk out. Yeah, Liz and I'll just continue this podcast about you. Uh, I'll excuse myself. No, it's uh, it's Duncan's, which I think. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, it's um, para 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 umu. That's the one. Mm-hmm. So uh, this could be interesting. You guys can just talk while I do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a glass. We're going fancy, are we? Yeah. Trying to show off in front of our trans-Tasman cousins, yeah? Show them how fancy we are and sophisticated on this side of the ditch. You know how classy you guys are. <laughs> We're very classy. Yeah. I'm still quite surprised this didn't open it with a spatula, so, <laughs> which I thought was a traditional <laughs> New Zealand means of opening a, a beverage. Yeah, I'm actually amazed that you're able to do that. I couldn't see the visual. I, uh, I could hear the sound. It's surprisingly effective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you come up from underneath the... How do you do it? Yeah, come up from... You yeah, have to a, aim really well, wouldn't you, to yep. flick that off? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Wow. It's, uh, it's uh, impressive. <laughs> Fist! Boy! All right, let's move on to news. Um, I don't think there's a ton of news. But did you guys have your Christmas thing today, Rolf? We did, yeah. So... 
in domestic fistball news, we had the uh, Geelong fistball Christmas party, a Christmas party, which is great. So we had a pretty good turnout and some um, sort of one-handed fistball with yes. beer in hand and fistball in other hand, and, such as the Rose. Yeah, yeah, heaps of kids and uh, back at the Saints. So yeah, hopefully that's that's all starting to look kind of official now. The new home of Australian fistball at the Liz, remember the the uh, East Belmont Saints club in. Did you come to that tournament? You did. Uh, Is that the bowling one, the yep. first one? Yeah, the baseball club, yeah, in Geelong. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, so we're, we're sort of yeah, in the process of trying to lock it in as a permanent home for fistball. So, but yeah, so it's that's seemed to have gone to the next level where they trust us to open up and run the bar and all those things. So, yeah, so we'll... Um, They're brave. <laughs> very, very brave. <laughs> brave, foolish. There's a lot of... There's a, yeah, there's certainly... A, a lot of terms I would use. Yes. <laughs> um, irresponsible, f- fiscally disastrous. Uh, yeah, that's... It's lovely of them, though, to let you do that. It, it is lovely, yes. It is lovely. We're very grateful. And uh, yeah, if there are any listeners, um, we'll, we'll uh, respectfully look after the, the club and uh, yeah. treat it as our very own. So, in fact, you're... Yes, yeah, so we had a, a, a fist... Yep. I was going to say, in fact, uh, after this podcast is finished, you're actually going to run down there and lock up because you forgot to, right? <laughs> Like, <laughs> as you were talking about, shit. There's no point locking up because my car's still in the, uh, in the bar. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try and work out how to extract that later. You can just climb over it through the window, yeah. Yeah, 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 just, yeah it got, got a bit loose. Um, <laughs> but um, no, no, no. The, uh, yeah, so that was, that was good. So we had a good afternoon, a fistball, cracking day out there. So, no. so that's, that's probably the only, only news for the moment we're... Yeah, apart from Australia descending back into border wars and chaos and mayhem. Yeah. Um, just uh, into our little Fistmas break now. Yeah. Well, hopefully the whole Fistmas thing becomes like a yearly... Because we did have it early on. We had the Fistmas celebrations and we'd have a few people that would come along and we'd always have... The, you had to play with the beer in one hand yep. and, and the other hand free. And, yeah. Uh, yep. Hopefully that becomes yep. a nice yearly tradition, I think. Good fistball technique as well. The one arm serve, so the, mm. the throw and the punch. Um, which yeah. is surprisingly effective. But only <laughs> so. when everyone else is carrying the can. Only when, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We had a few new players come out as well, so a few women, new women's players, so nice. yeah, it's good. Cool. cool. How about you, Liz? Is there anything happening fistball-wise in New Zealand? Are you guys still playing? Yeah, we're still playing. We are just on our break, so Cansbury Fistball League has just been won by a team that I was in, actually, but I don't think it was anything to do with me, but it was an all-girls team, Okay. and we... Managed to pull off a pretty good win at the end of the season, so we are currently the champions, and we're going into the next half of the season after Christmas. So, speaking of uh, being club champions, just I don't know, just off the top of my head, what's your opinion on player poaching? Just out of curiosity, just wondering. Um, are we talking within clubs, within our club, or within? Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess within clubs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have any inside information on this whatsoever. I'm just, I'm just off the top of my head. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, well, I really think it depends what you're talking about. <laughs> but I'd say generally it is frowned upon. Okay, okay. Uh, that's, good to, that's good to hear. But congratulations on the, the championship. It's a big moment. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm wondering where this is going and what I'm going to be dropping. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a wise thought. <laughs> um, that's good. So the league's continuing. So you guys play, what, what are your seasons like in New Zealand? Like what period do you guys play? Do you guys play year-round or you do? Uh, so we were. We haven't played, obviously, the last bit through winter. So our winter is obviously the opposite for you Northern Hemisphere listeners. So um, this last bit was scuppered by COVID anyway. So we 
didn't do any indoor fistball over the winter months. But we generally play from maybe October through to March, April outside. And then as it starts to get a bit colder, as it invariably does in Canterbury, we move inside. But trying to find somewhere big enough for us all is quite tricky. So the logistics of it aren't easy. So, yeah, it may just be an outdoor season for us okay. until we find somewhere big enough to hold us all. And do you guys play weekly or something? Or do you guys have... How do you guys... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we play a weekly. So the Canterbury Fistball League plays weekly. Okay. Yeah. And Vicky does an awesome job of bringing out the draws and sorting us all out. And yeah. Blaze is there refing. Yeah. And we all kind of chip in. But yeah, it's really good. Fist! Boy! Let's, uh, let's move on to the interview portion the bit you've been waiting for Liz oh no <laughs> to talk about yourself <laughs> but you know just just as a group of mates just you know just <coughs> chatting about <laughs> specifically you but no you are remember I, I did say when you asked uh, when I asked you if you could come on the podcast you did ask if you could also grill us so you are welcome to shoot questions back at me at Rolf any time to deflect from the interview portion thank you um, yeah if there's something I don't like I'll suddenly find a question <laughs> to ask exactly Exactly. But yeah, just for the listeners, what's your, what's your history in fistball? How did you get involved with the, uh, the initial team that came out to Australia, I guess? Yeah, so I got involved. My husband works at the same school as Blaze, and obviously Blaze found fistball, or fistball mm-hmm. found Blaze, and started up. So that would have been the end of 2017, yep. I guess, because we came to you early 2018, didn't we, first time? Yes, I believe so. I think it was Waitangi weekend. I think it was February 2018. It was a quick turnaround. Yep. It was definitely a quick turnaround. It was a really quick turnaround because I feel like I'd probably hit a fistball maybe three times and never correctly before we came to Australia. (laughs) Yeah, that's standard. And yeah, and um, so that was pretty fun. Yeah, I just got into it. Uh, Ross said that Blaze was going to start a new sport and he was going to join in and I was like, I want to join in too. So yeah. I'm never one to be passed over. I always like to get stuck in. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gave it a go. And you've kept with it. It's been a pretty cool experience. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's a great sport. Do you have much of a sporting background other than like, what else have you played previously? Um, not like Did you seem this. to pick up fistball quite well, I think. Yeah. 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 Well some of the girls, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I wish I'd, Picked it up maybe in my teens would have been really cool. And then I might have learned to dive like an Austrian instead of fall like an older Kiwi. And it's not graceful or pretty. But, um, yeah, um, I used to run as a teenager. Represented the south of England when I was a teenager um, at long distance. And then moved here to New Zealand. And did I just played school netball and things like that. And yes, and then found my sport in my forties, <coughs> and um, yeah, haven't looked back since. I'm actually planning if I can, I'm going to be the oldest ever, like World Cup player. I think <laughs> I can aim for that. I'm, I'm probably almost, I'm probably there already, to be honest. It's but. a pretty <laughs> stiff competition in Australia, I'm afraid. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one thing we are pretty good at. Yeah, but I think I'm a lot older than them. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, how old are you, how old are you when you played your last game? Oh, jeez. Oh, well, I think I've hung up my fists on the international stage, but uh, I probably would have been, I don't know, 40, 
41, something like that. Mm. How old was McGraw, though, at the, at the World Champs? He was a bit old, wasn't he? Oh, McGraw was, yeah, maybe 45, 44, 45. Yeah, so, no, I can easily beat you. I'm sweet. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Do we, have, do we have, like, an official... An official oldest person. Have you gotten that data from, from Jörn and Christoph? Oh, no, I've no idea. But when I stand next to all the other players, like at the World Champs in Linz, and, you know, I'm probably the oldest there by maybe a decade, and that's being kind to myself, <laughs> I think, you know, I'm possibly already there. I don't, I don't know. But I reckon I'm, I'm up there. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's, my, that's my long-term game plan. Okay. If I'm allowed back in the team, if we ever get out of New Zealand, yeah, to be the the oldest international player ever, male or female, I'll go for both. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would yeah. just naturally flow on to like. So obviously, you are. I mean, that was one of the questions, right? Are we, you're going to be pushing for 2021. You want to go to Yona, obviously. I would love to go to Yona. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the big question will be whether we can get out of the country. Yeah. New Zealand yeah. or whether it goes ahead even yeah, so, yeah. yeah. whether it goes ahead but we're all hoping it does and we're all planning mm. and playing and practicing like it's going to go ahead so excellent I yep. guess it's the only way you can you can do it and then yeah realistically I don't know how realistic yep. that is but yeah that's the plan well, I suppose at the same time you can't not train and then suddenly say it's happening and you're like oh shit okay I guess we oh, I guess we're yeah, that's right oh crap. <laughs> no one's touched a fistball in six months i've just been eating burgers for the last six months ah <laughs> oh, darn it yeah what about oh. you guys uh, <laughs> well i think we've already basically said no because australians we're not allowed to leave the country i don't know about the new zealand rules but we actually can't leave australia at the moment and there's no no plan for that to change anytime soon so yeah. assuming there's a vaccine rollout in the first quarter yeah. of next year that might change by you know the european summer but but yeah i think we've yeah. we've basically said no and but if things change in the first half of next year you know we're not going to stop anyone if they can yeah. hustle yeah. a team together but uh, it's not looking very good at this stage and, yeah. and the, all the usual problems that we have in our demographic of pregnancies and you know <laughs> And um, yep. yeah, amongst yep. our national women's team as well. So, but, but maybe this is a good thing because it's been extended. So we've had a sub couple have now got have gone from not being able to go because they were pregnant to now having a or having a, a you know fourteen month old or a yeah. you know uh, or something like that um, this uh, you know next year. So, which is probably more feasible than being eight months pregnant and playing at the World Championships. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly, yeah. <laughs> that could be another record we could go for. Who can be the most pregnant playing for school? Most pregnant. It's not a good word. But... And you're definitely getting it for men and women. That's, that's easy. Yeah. yeah, oh no, we'd, we'd nail that one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I think New Zealanders, are al we're allowed to leave. The problem is if we come back, we have to sell mm. well we get put in prison basically they yeah. they're not calling it prison they're calling it a hotel <laughs> hotel quarantine yeah. yeah but um there's armed guards i don't think there's barbed wire but it's it's effectively a prison so right yeah and you have to do that for the 14 days so, yeah and you have to pay for it yourself so that would be totally prohibitive yeah. for us we couldn't afford yeah. it yeah. yeah plus there's always the risk if you if you have to fly to yona and they still have self-quarantine rules when you get there which obviously defeats the entire purpose of <laughs> losing two weeks so yeah. yeah you would hope new zealand would get a kind of waiver for that considering <laughs> our very yeah. lucky situation that we find ourselves in yeah. you would think yeah. maybe we could get like a like a free pass but 
Mm. I would understand if we didn't. Yeah. You guys, you guys have been living COVID-free for quite a few months now, right? Ish. Yeah, we've been well, not COVID-free, but we've been. Yeah, we've been very fortunate. So being the situation we're in with a very small country, yeah. mm. a long way away from anyone else, the ability to shut down your borders completely and. Yeah. Mm. And a very obedient population, as it turns out, that when you're told to stay home, pretty much five million people, they all stay home and they do as they're told. I mean, that's been our problem, right? Like we've had a few clusters break out and it's always because it seems to always be because someone's kind of decided to to bend the rules a little bit and uh, it explodes quickly, borders are shut down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we could yep. say some things about that and why that is, couldn't we? Yeah. But... And how was the two-day lockdown in Adelaide, Milne? Did you survive? Did you get through to the other end okay? <laughs> it was pretty hard. It was. Pretty, I basically didn't recognise people when I got out. <laughs> yeah, all of us in, in Victoria, were our hearts were beating, for, you know. <laughs> two days of harsh lockdown. And, so what does a two-day yeah. lockdown look like? Oh, it's horrible, you know. You could, you could see people just peering through their windows, you know, just like oh. rattling metal cups against the frame. And people were urinating wherever they felt like. It was just out of control. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Flies. It sort of descended pretty quickly. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we overthrew the Premier. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're probably not tracking the Australian news, Liz, yeah. but... Um, as you would pick up, South Australia is the butt of all jokes in uh, in Australia, and and um, they they had uh, Melbourne went for about a I don't know about what seemed like about four or five months of lockdown, and uh, Adelaide had a um a little mini outbreak and lockdown for about two or three days. That <laughs> uh, will have fixed it though. It's brutal. It's sorted now. Yeah, that's sorted. Yeah. I mean, we went into New Zealand went into lockdown for we were in it for over a month, and it was pretty. It was solid lockdown. Yeah, proper yeah. Level four, you cannot leave your home except yeah. to go shopping. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we did go hard there for a wee while. but Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went hard, went early. That's good. I mean, that's what they teach you when you're 17 as well. <laughs> we did a good job. I feel like our team of five million did a really good yeah, job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are your highlights anyway so far? I can probably guess what it is, but uh, you can run us through it. What's your fistball highlights? My highlights? Not your COVID highlights. Oh, okay. So not like my whole life or Corona. <laughs> yeah, or no. What? Tell, what was the best moment of your life, Liz? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tricky one. Surely they're one and the same. Best moments of your life and your best fistball moments. Like, are there, is there a difference? <laughs> uh, there might not be. No, best fistball moments. Oh, goodness. There are so many. I do feel incredibly lucky to have found fistball. Blaze to have found fistball and me happen to be his friend. But um, uh, Lynn's has to be a highlight. Going to the first world championships for New Zealand and doing as well. I mean, we did well. Mm. We didn't embarrass ourselves too horrifically. Yeah, so that has to be a highlight. Came away with the trophy as well. Yeah, the trophy was the trophy was an added bonus to the whole experience. It was yeah. it was amazing, and last year doing doing the media team yeah. for IFA was pretty special. Mm. I mean, I've never been more exhausted in my life, having yep. had four children and many sleepless nights. I have never been so tired or so beyond tired yep. than I was that whole like the whole week. I was just. I don't know what I was surviving on sleep-wise, but they work really hard. Yeah, I bet. But it was it was a fantastic experience. Yeah. 
it's amazing what they do with such a small organization you know like it's if you think it like you know what the all blacks or whatever or new zealand rugby would have behind them an event there'd be hundreds and hundreds of staff and Mm -hmm. yeah and you look at the ether and they've basically got one employee and <laughs> and uh, and a team of volunteers and they do an amazing job, really, don't Yeah, they? they're pretty slick. And, I mean, they're pretty lucky with the people they've got in that team yep. as well. You know, that core team, they're a pretty clever bunch. Yep, yep. And, yeah, they work really hard. But, yeah, it was – yeah, so that was a real privilege being involved with that. Yep. Um, I wasn't quite so keen on the commentary side of things, ah. but it was also a privilege to have had that experience. But um, yeah, I'm not sure I'll ever, ever be asked to do that again, but it was, it was pretty special. But you got the pleasure of watching 45 hit rallies between Australia and Japan. I mean, and it, that was, it was amazing. I'm surprised that wasn't your highlight. And I think the best part of that whole experience was Alwyn saying, because both teams came from my part of the world i would know them <laughs> and so somehow having to break to him that i didn't know the japanese team from Adam, yeah, it takahashi wakahiro <laughs> that's right it's like i don't know these guys but of course you guys felt like i knew quite well and was definitely rooting yeah. for you guys so. yeah so you, you run out of things to say after about the about the eighth or tenth hit you know <laughs> like it just oh, it was yeah it's it is definitely a skill that i don't possess to commentate and I guess it's something you could potentially learn but I'm not sure anyone would give me the chance to get there so yeah. I don't think it's something I will pursue in the future <laughs> but yeah it was oh, it's pretty cool in fairness I mean it's hard commentating a match when it's it's limp smash after limp smash <laughs> yeah. trying to you know you can't go ooh what an incredible <laughs> smash it's just like oh and that yeah that one's also being returned and it's gone over again oh yeah this one's yeah oh. this is coming back to <laughs> And you can't be like the cricket and just have the camera just like disappear off into the crowd and like make comments about other things that are happening, you know. You still have to watch the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you guys did very well under the circumstance. Yeah. I think my favourite one was the one where Alwyn wasn't there and I had to do it by myself. I haven't been able to find that one to hear how truly horrible I was, but I think it was <laughs> it was Chile or Argentina and I don't know who they were playing because I have blocked it out of my memory. It was that <laughs> traumatic. But... Honestly, it was it was a travesty of commentary. It was just appalling. Uh, played by two teams that don't speak English. And... and me pronouncing names, I had no idea. So I spent the whole time apologising to people in another country that I'm never going to meet about my horrible pronunciation of the names. Oh. Yeah, it was it was pretty. It was good. Yeah, it sounds like you needed me next to you properly pronouncing everyone's names because that's what I'm known for. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think having all of us there would have made it so much better. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Milne's uh, career as an Austrian football commentator is going to go particularly far. well maybe if we'd been there together though it would have been a whole different story absolutely we probably would have just made up names for people and just kind of run with it just confuse the hell out of them would have been fun but But it is a good point though because like the commentary is something that it's been an afterthought but it really really lifts the game and it really is important to have good commentary you know so i think that's something Maybe that is something we can help the EFA with in, uh, you know, for 2023 and sort of, I don't know, if we can sort of help with the, uh, you know, the, the English commentary and yeah. maybe that's something we can contribute to. Just to... Press, press red for Aussie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get some nice... Like a Roran HG kind of, yeah. <laughs> nice regional dialect. Uh... <laughs> well, that coup you've just done, maybe you could just do another one. Oh, that's right. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Just keep working up the chain. <laughs> yeah, you've had practice now, so just <laughs> yeah, yeah. just aim a bit higher. Watch out, Alwyn. Uh, They're coming for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny, there's a, um, I think it's Australia-Belgium, our final match, is actually commentated by, because it was for the Olympic Channel, I think, and it was commentated by an English guy. Mm. Yeah. He was very good. He was very, and I know you can tell that he doesn't know a ton about fistball, but no. the voice just sounds fantastic. It just sounds like a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, English football or F1 commentary. Just, I don't know, something prestigious about it. I love it. Yeah. No, he was he was very good at his job. Yeah, I was well was, impressed. Was, was he doing it from Was he doing it from home or was he on site? No, he was he was there. Okay. Yeah, he was on the ground. He was up in the box. Okay, nice. Just need to be tagged up with him for a commentary team. Where was he for the Chile versus who knows match? I don't think he'd arrived yet, unfortunately. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> it was literally that morning. It was like, oh, and there's... You're doing commentary. Like, really? It's not what I signed up for. Um, so, yeah, so up I went to that box all by myself, thinking yeah. this is going to be a disastrous day, and it lived up to every expectation that I had. So. Excellent. You can't even enjoy watching the fistball because you're so petrified that you've got to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, yeah. I think that'd be my problem. I feel like I would get too caught up watching the game and then I just realise it's been silence for like 45 seconds because yeah. I'm just watching it go yeah. back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> it was even a bit like that because I was obviously doing the English write-ups for all the games that I watched and um, you'd end up watching the game and I would totally, I wouldn't miss what had happened because I was watching it but I'd missed, you know, the pertinent points that I had to get down for yes. then going away and writing something very quickly yeah. and coming back yeah. out for the next game. So... Yeah, that's a skill too that I'm not sure I was that good at, but I I can write reasonably quickly, so at least I got something down on paper much better than I speak it. So. Yeah. And how did that happen? How did you get press ganged into being the um the English language EFA media rep? How did that work? Well, I can I can blame Christoph for that. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't blame him. I'm actually very grateful to him. He he asked if I was interested in doing it. They wanted. I think they'd wanted for a while having someone there who. English was their first language, writing in English, rather than just translating from German straight to English. They wanted a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And he knew I was going anyway as a part of the management team for the New Zealand men's team, which was sad that I couldn't actually do that in the end because I didn't actually even see the men for the entire time. So I had to hand all that over. But having said that, it was a fantastic opportunity. So I had a ball. Mm. But yeah, it was definitely Christoph's fault. And I'm not sure he's that grateful that he got me in there actually as it all turns out but um, <laughs> hopefully hopefully he wasn't as horrified as I feel like he might have been by my attempts but <laughs> I haven't yeah like with the commentary I have not gone back and read any of them because I'm too scared to actually read what I wrote I mean it's so fast-paced you literally you watch a game you run back to that little office that they had yep. you write for maybe 20 minutes yep. and then you're out to the next game again so I mean wow. it's just mm. the pressure is huge yeah. and again it's an art and yeah. yeah. Hopefully by 2023 they get a native English speaker and not a New Zealander in that role as well, mm. which would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> well, maybe luckily they will, but I doubt they'll be asking any of you. So. <laughs> no, they won't. Def- definitely not me. That's why we've got this podcast. We're, we're putting it right early that we're not to be trusted with any form of this media. Is, <laughs> this, is a, this is like an anti-resume of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thanks for getting me involved in that. 
Uh, and it's funny because when you when you start providing, because, you know, obviously for the last World Champs, they started providing more. They wanted to provide a more in-depth media experience, obviously, because they wanted to provide stats. They wanted to provide write-ups, photos. And the problem is when you start providing that in a timely fashion, it becomes expected. And so that adds on to the pressure of you can't just go, oh, I'll do the write-up overnight. And re- like people are sitting there waiting for the write-up yeah. on the game. Like, what happened to it? Yeah. Um, and it's got to add to the stress, particularly when it's all volunteers, right? And um, yeah. not a huge number of them. So yeah. you guys did a good job. Like, I didn't notice any sort of lag on, I don't remember noticing any sort of lag on the re- you know results coming out and photos and that sort of stuff. It was really, it was really smoothly run. Right. Valley has got it. He's got it really well-oiled. It's pretty impressive. He can mm. get a lot done. And the Instagram girls were pretty good too, so they were out there getting... They've just got a really good team of really cool people mm. who um, worked really hard but were able to have a really good time at the same time. So it was it was a pretty great team to work yeah. with. They were really cool. Yeah. There's nothing more embarrassing, though, than being the only person who can't speak German. So you're in a room with maybe 20 people and every single person speaks English for you <laughs> yes. and speaks English as well as you yeah. do. So there's, <laughs> it's a humbling moment when, yeah, you're kind of sat there thinking, well, this is embarrassing. You're all speaking English for me. <laughs> That's nice of them, right? They just yeah. certainly didn't have to. It's really nice of them. <laughs> a few times they forgot to speak in English when I was around. I missed things like we needed different tops yeah. one day and they all came in these tops and I'm like, eh? <laughs> of course, they'd had a conversation in German momentarily that I'd completely missed. So, yeah. Yeah. I must brush up on my German skills. Sometimes I feel like the... Um... Yeah, the Western Europeans are showing off a little bit, you know. Like I remember uh, when I was traveling as a backpacker way back when I was young and sprightly. And um, I remember being in Colombia and um, there was a Swedish guy there. He not only obviously spoke Swedish and spoke Norwegian perfectly, he also spoke English with a British accent. He was a big Tottenham fan. You, you would think he was from Tottenham, the way he was talking. And then he also spoke perfect Spanish. So he ended up doing all the talking for us everywhere he went in Colombia. And I could just only, all I could do was butcher a little bit of Spanish. And it actually got worse after that because I depended on him for speaking Spanish. And then I just was like, I was back to the old por favor kind of. (laughs) (laughs) One beer, por favor. (laughs) Nailed it. Just say it loudly and I'm sure they'll understand you. Yes. Um, any Any other highlights or should we get on to questions, Liz? What else have you got? I think everything's every moment has been a highlight. I know that's kind of easy to say, but you know, coming to you guys that very first time, having honestly not really hit a fist ball, mm. and we, I think we all played some reasonably dodgy fist ball. Like we've all improved since then, yeah. and um, obviously you guys were further along that path than we were. Yeah, and then having input from different people, you've had really good input from certain fist ballers. We've had some travellers come through who have given us input. And even those moments are highlights, you know, when you learn to, to actually hit a fistball properly for the first yeah. time. That's actually quite exciting. I still haven't learned how to dive. And that's something <laughs> before I retire, yeah. without breaking a hip, I'd really like to pull out what I like to term an Austrian dive. Mm-hmm. Because they do it so gracefully. Like, they, they do. do look very pretty when they dive. <laughs> I do look like I have just tripped over my shoelace. <laughs> And it doesn't matter how many times I try, it looks awful. So I think that's something I'd like to be able to do. 
and connect with the ball. So not oh, yeah. only dive beautifully, <laughs> but connect with the ball at the same time. Right. That would rather than just like face planting <laughs> and the ball's gone past. That would be really awesome. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like quite a goal. So yeah, highlights I think every time we've gone overseas to play or you guys have come here yeah. is a highlight. The Oceania games were pretty cool for me. Mm-hmm. Like having a few different teams, seeing yep. what it could be. Yeah. If you know, we get Cook Island, Samoa, Fiji. Like, we could have an awesome competition down in this yeah. part of the world if we can, when we can travel, but also if we can get yeah. off the ground and actually get people passionate about it, like I think you guys are and we are. Yeah, we could we could really have something moving down here, which would be pretty exciting. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's a good point. I think it's something Blaze and, and us need to, uh, your, your board and our board need to, to really start discussing is what is what is our region, what, what do we look like, and... You know, because cause qualifying is going to be, you know, really important going forward, you know, because fistballs, we're in this, the whole world's in this momentary sort of hiatus in general, but, but that's going to be forgotten and then it's going to go back on the upwards trajectory and there's more and more fistball countries and, you know, we're going to, we're going to face the reality of having to qualify. Mm. So it's important. I think we, we want to shape what our region is and who we're qualifying against you know so I I don't know what the numbers are for Mannheim but it's probably going to be 16 for 20 teams yeah Yeah. something like that you'd have to think so and of of those there'll be 10 or so that will be allocated to the rest of the world and so yeah and and, uh, it's still it's highly likely we'll have to do a qualifying tournament in 2022 of some description I would imagine Uh, that's for the men's team I don't mean to to miss the women's teams but the, the, the reality is the there are more men's teams at the moment and, and we'll have that face out prospect of qualifying. And I, th- I think the women's teams will be fine for a few years because they'll take whatever teams that will will attend. But um, <laughs> I've had a derogatory sentiment in like there's just not, there's not enough countries that have the infrastructure to get the teams over there, like the <laughs> Pakistanis and the Indians. I'll just keep digging out of this little hole. Of them. You know, please. <laughs> <laughs> you're, meant to, you're meant to dig up. Dig up. Keep going. <laughs> no, because I'm... There's... Why are you backing slowly out of the room, Rob? Where are you going? <laughs> well, hang on. Is that my child Come back. crying? <laughs> no, I think we understand what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, because I think they seem to be getting between, you know, up to about eight or so women's teams at the Women's World Championships. But, you know, there was like 20 men's teams applied for the last Men's World Championships. And I think initially it was only going to be 16 positions and then they expanded that a little bit. But so, but I think if it continues on that up trajectory then we'll really will face the prospect of, of qualifying before 2023 so yeah yeah and i think what we really need as a region is good competition yep mm-hmm. so that we're actually improving each other like i guess because we're so spread out geographically it's never going to be as good as we want it to be yep. but you know like europeans are playing they're playing together all the time they're fistballers of such a standard that they are continually improving themselves yep. we yep. get together once a year and have a good old game but otherwise mm. our game isn't really being challenged or improved and the only way we get that as the girls team is to play the men yeah and that's fine and it's great but i'm not sure it's it's always that great for your development if you're playing against people that can hit so much harder than you can receive anyway. So, you know, yeah. they've got to then tone it down and they're not yep. getting developed. So yeah. it's that constant, how do we develop our teams to a better standard when we don't have the competition? Yeah. yeah. Or the ability to have good competition. But I think like... It's tricky. And I think we've touched on it previously, but just the fact that you guys started playing in 
what did we say it was? 2018, 2017. 2018 we came to you. I'm sure it was 2018. Why tangy? Yeah, so the mere fact that you guys started playing was just such a fireworks explosion moment for us because we were just like, oh my God, there's, there is a team that we can play, a national team that we can play that is not uh, a six-hour flight at least, you know. Yeah. We can, even if it's only once a year, I mean, imagine if Australia wasn't playing right now. Obviously, you guys have got the men's team and I guess if we're developing Cook Islands and, and Fiji and so on, that's that's good. But to not even have another team to play in the region, which is what we effectively were at the start. We had, mm. you know, Pakistan and India, um, but they were pretty far away and, and generally hard to get to, I guess. Um, so just that ability to, to play in New Zealand and just, um, you know, the, we're talking about the APFC in the last, episode and just the quality of that final was just so much oh. higher than what we'd experienced yeah. in the past and it's because yeah. obviously there was some new talent coming through but it was also everyone was pushing each other to get better yeah. because that idea of new zealand like at the last ttfc we went to or like oh new zealand's getting better you know it just it just raises us both up it's so important yeah heck yeah i mean it's important as well to have people like yeah particularly you guys have got blazer vicky who are content with driving the sport and not being the the focal point of the team anymore they've obviously both had their national team experience but they're both now happy to to sit back and and drive the sport forward and and try to grow it uh, particularly from blazers point of view with the um the cook islands and fiji teams which is and samoa uh, which is awesome because if you don't have that you know blazer vicky represent their teams and then they're kind of like oh well, i'm a bit bored with it now i don't get to play anymore i'm just gonna stop playing stop organizing and then it just yeah. fizzles away you know so yeah you guys are really lucky yeah, well, Vicky's fantastic at pushing the women's team. So, I mean, she's all, I mean, she pushes the men's team as well, but she's constantly pushing us and trying to make us better. She's very good at coaching. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty awesome to have someone like her on your back. She certainly doesn't pull her punches. Yeah. So. Does it look like you guys are going to have a similar team for 2021? Or do you have some other new uh, hidden weapons coming through? Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. Right, <laughs> yeah, no, we we were we were gutted that Chile didn't happen. Mm. Yeah, we were really excited at what we were possibly going to do there. Um, mm. And I was going to dive. I was oh, you were going to dive? Yeah, no, I was. You, you penciled <laughs> in the date. I penciled it in. Circled, <laughs> circled it on the calendar. Totally like focused on it before I went to bed every night that I was going to dive for that ball. <laughs> you were like diving into bed every that night. That ball that to... I often watch go past and go, ah, I could have got that yeah. if I dived. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we. It's a very. It is a similar team. Mm-hmm. At the moment, if it's the one the one that was going to go to Chile, let's say, because who knows what will happen yeah. if we get to go to Yona, if Yona happens, whether the team will be the same. But the one that was going to go to Chile was similar mm-hmm. with an extra, and that extra was going to be fun to watch. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Keep an eye on that then. Yeah. I wonder if she's secretly Australian. That's why they're being so uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, secretive about that. Oh, well, we could see about that swapping and poaching rule, couldn't we? Yeah, I'm sure you'll find a way to make her Australian. I mean, you guys are good at that. Has she spent like a summer in Australia? or Basically anything good that we have, you guys somehow managed to poach, so... You're very good at it. Yeah, well, you, as you are, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Stealing our desserts and... <laughs> I believe if she's been a barista in Melbourne at any point that she is um Australian citizen. So she can play for Australia. So And if she has, I'll make sure that she scrubs any record of that from <laughs> yeah. any yeah. social media. Yeah. Or... I mean, 
We have such an awesome bunch of girls. I'm sure you do as well. Well, I know you do. Yeah. They're such a good bunch. Like, to go away with them and hang out with them and train with them, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You guys have a good chemistry, for sure. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate to have. And solid girls as well, you know, that really pull together and can play pretty good fistball. Yeah. We've been quite lucky with some of our volleyballers and stuff coming into it. And yeah. they're already pretty solid and know how to hold a team together, which is important for someone like me that's never played volleyball or fistball, um, it's important to have a few people that can kind of place the ball and, and know what people mean when they say certain things. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. We have a few we have a few listener questions, mm. which may surprise you. Uh, Is this where I need to pull out my question list and divert attention? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, can, we can answer those at the end. Uh, okay. This one's from a C... Ober something, Ober Lona, Ober Lana. No, anyway, no. he could it could be anyone. I think it's quite a common name. Um, do you <laughs> have do you have some advice on how to become a leg wrestling champion, and who has been your toughest leg wrestling opponent, and why? And I think you should probably open this by explaining to us the whole leg wrestling thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys know all about leg wrestling. We did touch on it briefly in the. I heard. <laughs> Um, and apparently it's my go-to. So um, who said that? Uh, that were your words. <laughs> um, clearly, I don't have a huge repertoire. So yes, it is my go-to, and it's great because I mean it's good for the kids. It's good when you're locked at home. Yeah, yeah, sure. In at home. Oh wow! You know, it's good family fun. But um, leg wrestling, it's pretty easy. Instead of with your arm, mm-hmm. you lie down hip to hip, mm-hmm. opposite each other. So. Yeah, heads heads away from each other. Gotcha. And your hips are touching. Your legs go up. You lock legs and you flip the other person over. So you pull them over your way. So you want to roll onto your side to pull them over you. Yes. It's basically the game. (laughs) And um, I happen to obviously have reasonably strong legs in comparison to my arms anyway because i'm a rubbish arm wrestler but i'm actually quite a good leg wrestler as it turns out Mm. and um but i think it's actually more about technique and just getting in really quick before people have a chance to yeah so so whose leg goes over first is it the do you so your legs come up you cross them over and if you were on the if you were on the left hand side yeah and the person is opposite you on the right, you want to pull them over. So your right leg is going to come over your left leg and try and touch the floor. Oh, so I'm, you're pulling them over your body. I, I think I'm going to have to YouTube this. Um. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if it's out there. It might be. Maybe I'm out there somewhere. I'll send you a video. Oh, please. Thank you. I've got one. I'll send please. you one. Yes. Okay. Um, is there a world championships? <laughs> well, not yet. not yet, and there isn't a board, right. and there isn't actually an association. But I, I am working on that because right. I think it could. I mean, if arm wrestling can get into the Olympics, leg wrestling can. <laughs> it's another appendage, you know. Paralympics. So that too, <laughs> yes. Maybe not as easily as arm wrestling, but I will have a think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right. the ILWF. It's not the most catchy name, but it is what it is. Yep. Yeah. And so far on the board, there's only myself and okay. Alwyn Oberkirt. Okay. I don't even know how to say his surname, so that's rubbish. But he's on he's on the International Leg Wrestling Federation board. Right, right, right. And we haven't even had our first meeting yet. <laughs> so, yeah, we're pretty new. Yeah. Um, so this leads to my next question. So mm. let's say you're on a bus 
and uh, you spark up a conversation <laughs> with a random stranger. Yeah. What is more awkward, the part where you explain you're a leg wrestler or the part you explain you're a fistballer? I think fistballing has way more interesting puns than yes. leg wrestling could ever hope to have. Yeah. Right, okay. And leg wrestling, it instantly, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Fistballing? Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. You're thinking... <laughs> Where are we going with this conversation? Is your immediate yeah, yeah. thought before I then say it's a cross between volleyball and football and the ball can bounce and you know blah 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 blah. So Okay. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I think leg rest I I yeah. think it's got legs and um Oh, very nice. Very nice. It's definitely somewhere we can take that. So. There's the slogan. It's got legs. <laughs> Two. <laughs> but if you've only got one, we won't stop you from playing. Uh, oh yeah, cuz you don't need you can do this is a one this could be a one-legged sport, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. It's a it's a like, good Paralympic sport for you know, you can have arm wrestling and leg wrestling. So don't see why mm. not. Well, do you use your other leg to hold you down at all? Probably not, right? It's just mm, purely definitely. Oh, you do, but okay. I mean, so it's a disadvantage. Mm. But they could have their own grade within. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot to consider. I wouldn't want anyone to feel like they couldn't play. No. <laughs> but who who has been your toughest opponent then? Was it Al- toughest competition? Yeah. Al- actually, Alwyn is really tricky. Right, yeah. And Patrick Thomas, I know he always gets a mention on this, but <laughs> he, while he may have allowed me to win the first round, mm. he certainly didn't allow me to win the next two. And he, <laughs> there was, an, I at one point had both my legs on his leg, and oh, then really? I couldn't. Right. And he's he's quite a big man, yeah. so I don't think he ever skips leg day. No. No, I think maybe he does a lot of squats. <laughs> Yes, no. never skip leg day. <laughs> not, not if you're a leg wrestler, anyway. <laughs> no, no. This sport doesn't matter so much. No, it's all leg day. <laughs> skip arm day if you can. That's where I'm going wrong. I tell you, skip too many leg days. All right. So uh, next question. Uh, so I've got one here. It's from a um, a Mister Blase Dual. Do Blas Blase Do Dual? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Blase Dual. It must be French. I like to call him. I like to call him Balls. <laughs> balls. Balls. Right. Yeah. The dyslexic version of Blaze. Yes. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> um. So from Balls Dow. Um. And he asked, just wondering, as a board member of the New Zealand Fistball Association, how would you describe the effectiveness of board meetings? Which sounds somewhat like a loaded question <laughs> <laughs> to do with the efficacy of your board ah, meetings. <laughs> I actually, I mean, I, I might be biased about our board meetings, but um, I think they are truly spectacular. Right. In the way we, we can all agree and disagree on something and get the job done. <laughs> I mean, they are pretty... If you could be a fly on the wall in those board meetings, you'd be impressed at how right. truly... On topic right. and yeah. focused, we always wow. are. Yeah, no tangents whatsoever. It just stays on the... <laughs> there is never a deviation from wow. the important topic of fistball ever. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and really and cool. done in record time too, right? Yeah. Like, you know, People have barely sat down, it's over. They can't be done too fast because we have an awful lot of important fistball oh, yeah. as, you know, yeah. news and topics to get through, mm. but... Yeah, I mean, as soon as that part of the evening is done, then we are super professional about wrapping it up yep. and going home. Yep. Oh, it sounds like an inspiration to us all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think maybe we could give you tips on it oh. if you like. Okay. If you find that yours are, you know, 
not as focused as ours, we can mm. certainly maybe we could have like a Skype one of these kind of discussions while we have a board meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, these have yeah. definitely been yeah. focused so far, so that's yeah. probably a good. Yeah. No, I think our our board meetings are usually a, a Facebook Messenger group where someone asks a question and then within an hour we're yeah. talking about. Something completely different and we've forgotten to answer the original question and then we sign off and we go to bed and then you're lying in bed going, I didn't even get an answer to the bloody question. Yeah. That's kind of, that's us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I think when you've got, you know, you've got a, a cat angle on your board, mm. I mean, you couldn't get a more focused and more serious person yeah. than Catherine Engels. So. I wish she would lighten up, quite frankly. I mm. think she's just... Yeah, she does need to. So, I mean, you've got someone like her <laughs> constantly on your yeah. case, keeping everything yeah, yeah. on yeah, track. Yeah. yeah, yeah, keep people in line. So, I mean, it, we've yeah. got super, yeah, high caliber of personnel in that in that board. A laser-like focus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm like, I'm not counting myself there. I'm mm. just the others. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all pretty highly strung, really, yeah. aren't they? So, no, that was great question, Balls. Yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> great, great question for you, Balls. Um, <laughs> yeah. This one, uh, this one's from, this one's from Jessie L. Oh, I feel like she writes in every week. It's really weird. Uh, she's kind of obsessed. I, uh, and again, she also seems to have a very specific question. Uh, she says, I have many friends based. It's amazing. <laughs> I have many friends based in Germany and Austria. Would you recommend learning German so that I can interact with them on social media? I don't know why she felt like she should ask you this, but it seems yeah. like there's a reason. I mean, I am the person to ask about that. I mean, definitely, because all the Germans and Austrians I know can't speak a word of English. Mm. So you really have to up your game yeah. on their language. So, yeah, absolutely. But since I've been trying to learn their dratted language for the last two years and still feel like I am not even at a, a one-year-old level... <laughs> of ability uh, it's an incredibly difficult language i know english is supposed to be hard mm. but honestly with their cases and their mm, <laughs> and their rules yes. and then they break yeah. their rules it's like seriously guys <laughs> stop it so i mean absolutely i think you should definitely attempt it yeah. jess go for it well i think if you want to if... it will broaden your mind yeah i think if you want to learn it at a one-year level i guess you've got to start learning how to cry in german i don't know how you'd how you'd do that, but... Uh... Uh, well, I wouldn't know because their vowels sound different, so I don't think I could even get out a tear without it being wrong and no one would understand what I was saying anyway, so... Yeah. I don't think I don't think Germans cry either. They're just too focused. So I think they just... They just quietly sit there and assemble something very competently. Yeah. To, to, yeah. to vent their frustrations. Yeah. Uh, Where the Austrians, however, I'm sure they'd cry. I bet Christoph cries occasionally. Yeah? Yeah. I bet. I mean, I don't know, but I bet. Christoph, do you cry? Oh, and, 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 you, and you could bottle those tears and turn them into a oh, superpower. Yes, you could. <laughs> they do do things well, the old Austrians, don't they? Um, they do, yeah. Christoph is on the – he's actually very kind. He's on the receiving end of some random text sometimes from me asking why the heck this sentence in German means this when the words don't actually mean that at all. Right. And the, my little German app throws it at me as like this is a German sentence and makes no sense whatsoever. So sometimes he has to attempt <laughs> to decipher his own language in a way that I can understand and I'm still left. So this is still an active, ongoing thing you're trying to learn German? 
Oh, I am determined. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be, I mean, uh, to my dying day, I'm going to be determined, but I don't think I'm going to get past maybe an 18-month level. Okay. Unless maybe I move there at some point. Yeah. Which isn't likely to happen, unless my whole family suddenly gets a burning desire to want to move to Germany or Austria. So, yeah. 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 Maybe when I retire, I'll spend six months over there learning. And you do want to be the world's oldest uh, national fistballer as well. So, <laughs> Interna- International fistballer. International fistballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, it does spark a... Uh, remind me of something. It's, it's, it still surprised me that England doesn't have a fistball team, or anywhere in the UK for that matter. It, and and there's, there's quite a few of us around that are dual nationalities. I'm a dual national, mm. And, mm. and you are, obviously. And, mm. um Richard, and uh, so there's there's enough of us around that can, you know, maybe when our primary country, you know, days are over, maybe uh, we can hustle up a, uh, you know, an international well, English team. I'm or... sure someone told me that they do have a fistball team. That uh, Well, really? let's put it this way, that a fistball team has been registered in the UK. Right. Um, I'm not sure. I cannot remember where that came from. I could just be completely making that up, but... Yeah, I have mentioned it. My brother still lives in the UK. I've mentioned it to him. I know a PE teacher that I've attempted to try and get her to set it up. I mean, what's not to love about fistball? And you'd be so close to Europe. How convenient would that be? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think they totally get it. I think the Brits would get it in the same way that we get it. And, but their accessibility is amazing, you know, compared mm. to us. Like, they've got all these mm. amazing teams on their doorstep. Like, it's yeah. um, as much as they love to yeah. separate themselves from the continent, like, it's still geographically close <laughs> and, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it just astounds me that there isn't a there isn't a british team yeah it seems a no-brainer i don't know what's going on there yeah but um yeah, yeah maybe at some point yeah i mean i think like future qualifying would be horrendous but <laughs> yeah. i think just that ability to go to a euro championship every two years i think yeah, uh, yeah. would just be i mean that's almost as good as a world champs the way they those things are run like the I Belgians, mean, like they're as... That'd be amazing. The Belgians are yeah. as new to fistball as us, basically, but they have this yep. incredible access to coaching and experience and yeah. for the Euros. And they, they may not qualify for the next World Championships, but they're still going to get an awesome international fistball experience, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's... it's yeah. yeah, good and bad. But. Yeah, and that's one thing. I mean, IFA are awesome at giving you support if you ask for it, aren't they? I mean, yeah, absolutely. even for us out here, we have had some people come by and give us some support so yeah they're pretty they're pretty generous so they've been pretty kind to us down here in the middle of nowhere middle earth i believe it is mm. well i meant you guys as well but yeah no we oh yes us too yes yes <laughs> mm. um i don't have any other questions no just just three do you have any questions for us liz um you must have some burning <laughs> questions in your back pocket yeah. for us I'm not sure any of them are for on air. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did actually ask for a few other listener questions, and I was told categorically that they were not appropriate for yeah. public consumption. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too, too, many, too much incrimination, apparently. Yeah, so. there's a, yeah, there is a fair of it out there. Um, I seem to be one of those people that just, you know... I don't think it's me. Yeah. I think it's the people think, around me get carried no, away. You're getting caught in the crossfire. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, just sure, happen sure. to be there trying to protect people from themselves and somehow mm-hmm. I get yeah. in the fray. I don't know how it happens, right. but happens a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rolf, have you actually explained how Australian Festival came about on this program? Yeah, yeah. The first 
I think no. I'm on the first, second, second or third episode, maybe. Yeah, the second one. Did you do on there? The second you? one, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So we won't bore people that now. Yeah. So if you go back through the through the archives, uh, you'll find a. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, though, this is what like we have our fistball origin story, which we've talked about. But my brother, who's you may not have met, who started the South African Fistball uh, Association, they actually stole our origin story and made a documentary. <laughs> about yeah. their fake origin story, which was actually our origin <laughs> yeah. story. And they released this documentary at a film festival in, in Cape Town. Yep. People had tears in their eyes. It's well produced. It's really well put together. And like, it's just, yeah. it's, the only thing is it's, uh, yeah, it's our story um, set in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. And only an Aussie could poach <laughs> another person's story. Now that is not So, I mean, really it just... Now, the next thing you'll be saying is the Lord of the Rings is filmed in New Zealand. When we all know, it's filmed in Wagga. So... <laughs> 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 not Kilimanjaro for some of the key scenes. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, if you could claim that one, you would though, wouldn't well, that's you? Right. Well, that's right. I think right. that one's pretty definitive. Yeah, Middle Earth is between Wagga and Wolga. <laughs> <laughs> I actually meant Kosciuszko as well. I don't know why I said Kilimanjaro. Manjaro. That is in Africa, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take that one as well. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's. No, the worst thing is people actually believe you guys. I mean, I don't know where they. Mm. So dumb. It's because they can understand us. That's the difference. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, our Kahira accent. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, when I was on the Gold Coast with Vicky for the um, sport accord that I got to go mm. to, which was also a highlight it was really cool um i asked for directions from an australian man and i could not understand anything that came out of his mouth uh, although you were you were in queensland right <laughs> i well i was just along from the big mall there on the gold coast yeah okay so that's that's why though <laughs> pretty much feel like he was speaking a completely different language to me was, the queenslanders yeah. do uh, have a a different way of talking okay <laughs> Let's put it down to that then. Were you there from the start though, Chris? Uh, I suppose when you define to when the start is, but Rolf and Rich came up with it. And then Rolf's cousin, Jimmy, is a mate of mine from school. And so we're all in Melbourne. And uh, Rolf was coming up with the idea for the the first Fistfus with with Mal and and Rich. And he said to Jimmy, you should make up a team. So Jimmy explained it all to us and it sounded hilarious the way he described it, you know. And uh, at first I wasn't even, I was like, yeah, yeah, it sounds funny, but I wasn't fully committed. But then I kind of got talked into it and I went along and just, yeah, loved it. <laughs> Couldn't believe how much fun. It, and that was like, I mean, that was utter garbage fistball. That was like... Volleyball and a rope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the best thing was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was this incredibly windy day and we're playing with a volleyball outside and oh, the amount of times someone hit the ball slightly in the air and it just disappeared. I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and it would go out and it'd land on the, because um, we were on the elevated uh, field, and it would ju- go over the fence and land down on the driveway and then the wind would take the volleyball down to the, to the road and so someone would be, have to jump the fence and then sprint after it. <laughs> that was just to keep the point going. But yeah, I mean, that was... And the best thing about playing with a rope is you never really know if you're going to be decapitated, right? Like, because you're going in for a smash <laughs> and you just can't really see it. Your eye sort of sees something yeah. but has no depth perception. We lost many good men that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Once you play fistball, it really is addictive. It's such a cool yeah. game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why it we're is. all here, I guess. But 
If you can get, if you can actually get people along to play, you'll capture them. It's just that it's that process. It's the from the street to the field yeah. is tricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and and Jimmy's moved back to Adelaide as well, mate. So the uh, so I hear. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, well, he's moving back in a couple of days or something, right? Yeah. Yep. So we just we. We're just shooting the shit here, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I believe he um, he's he's given up on football though. I think. Well, once you're out of lockdown, Chris, you'll be able to you'll be able to get a team together and. You mean the uh, the aftermath of lockdown? We're still cleaning up the streets, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of windows are smashed and uh, cars turned over. So. <laughs> the tire fires are going out. Yeah. I mean, Parliament House right now is still a, a burning burning mess. So. Um, the LA riots have got nothing. <laughs> yeah, they don't even know. Yeah, those those, <laughs> those anarchists from Glenelg. <laughs> Any other? Uh, yeah, questions. How's um? Yeah, how's? What are you doing for Christmas? How's your? <laughs> what's? <laughs> Just filling time here. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a problem we usually have filling time. <laughs> well, actually, Christmas this year. Last year, Christmas was in Aussie. All oh, right. But this year, the kids have all put their foot down and said, not that we have a choice about going anywhere other than around New Zealand, but they actually want to be home. So we're home, and then we're going away. We'll do some beaches and go up to Nelson Way and go to some of the beautiful spots in New Zealand. Pretty lucky to have them all on our doorstep, pretty close by. So Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Does Ross still play at all? No. He's gone back to his real love, which is football. Traitor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> On the flip side of that, it has allowed me to do, like if he was playing as well, I'm not sure I would have been able to have quite as much fun as I've had with fistball and the freedom to do the things I've done. So I'm quite glad he's secretly a footballer, not a fistballer. So. And, and what about uh, kids? You're, like our team, there's a lot of kids in your you know broader fistball family. Um, are, are there any sort of sort of kids youth efforts going over in NZ at the moment yeah well we're always trying to pull more younger people in um this season's been a bit tricky because the whole COVID thing's just kind of I don't know it's just made everything a bit quieter I guess but last season my eldest son played and a couple of his mates and that was quite cool yeah so I definitely think there's some good volleyballers out there that we know of um not that it has to be a volleyballer and Sam my son's not a volleyballer but yeah there's some Good wee players out there. It's just getting them locked into it when they're already yeah. generally playing sport for teams yep. and got commitments. Yep. So it's kind of trying to get in maybe a bit younger. Yep. So yep. you kind of catch capture them before they get into clubs. Because obviously, like Aussie, we've got... Well, I mean, we play so much sport in this country and kids get locked in pretty early into yeah. sport. So, but, yeah. but this year's just been such a strange year that we've kind of... Yeah, everything's gone on the back burner a little bit. I kind of, I kind of hoping that maybe the the positives that come out of this year is that there is a resurgence, and I've just noticed that the Fistivus events that we have had this year, there's been a really, really cool vibe because people just want to get out and do stuff, and you know, play a bit of community sport and just get out of the house. And uh, so, yeah, so I think it, you know, maybe there is there's a there's a really positive sort of vibe around getting together now. So maybe. Going going forward, you know that'll be will be a bit of a maybe an appreciation of what you know what you have and you know seizing of opportunities, yeah. making the most yeah, of making it. the most of what's on your doorstep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I don't know. Maybe 
maybe next year's the year to, to really start growing. Yeah. I guess the most important question with this theme is uh, what have you asked Santa Claus for Christmas, Liz? Hmm. Or is this, is this a secret? World peace? <laughs> what was that? World, World peace. peace. Right. Yes. And the ability to dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I've been so busy um, trolling through the children's lists of what they've asked Father Christmas for that I haven't actually got onto my own list. Right. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. And because my youngest still believes in Father Christmas, even though my eldest children definitely do not, they've decided that because Father Christmas can do anything, because somehow he is, I don't know, omnipotent or something, he um he can make anything, um, they have asked for ridiculous presents. And then when you say, I don't think Father Christmas can do that, they're like, why not? Because Father Christmas can do anything. <laughs> He's magic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, no, gets... So, yeah. He can totally rustle up a PlayStation 5. I'm sure yeah. he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, Look, he can. The alternative is <laughs> just putting together a PowerPoint presentation and just demonstrating to youngest how Santa <laughs> tragically caught COVID. And, <laughs> and died. Yeah, and died. Wow. He actually asked me tonight if Santa Claus, because he's very old, had got COVID. Yeah, that was a dinner time conversation. In the demographic. Like how like they had to cull all the minks in Denmark. <laughs> Same with the reindeers. They're highly transmissible. Cross species. So, unfortunately, <laughs> the elves had to get the screen and the shotgun. And, and it was... And, yeah. It's a very sad day at the moment. It was a very, very tragic yeah. sad day. Well, it's sad for all of us, really, isn't very it? Very somber day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. But, you know, that's... Sorry, sorry, small children that listen to this podcast. It's all about public health. Uh, we had to know. put him down. I'm sorry. It's just what happens. Anyway, so the, and that's... <laughs> And, and that's why you're getting a, you're getting this stick. <laughs> and that's why you're getting nothing off your list. Your ridiculous list. Yes. So I've got a bone to pick with you, Chris, just before we wrap it up. Okay. I, I seem to that's, recall... That's, this is usually how we end our episode, with bones that we have to pick with people. So go ahead. Bones to pick. Yeah, let's, bo- yeah. let's pick this bone. That'll be one that the Europeans don't understand that so. Um, And it is that a long time ago... You said something about providing men in gold suits for when the women ran on, and it never happened. Men in gold suits? Oh. Yeah, because I seem to recall there was a video with women with those pom-pom yeah, things yeah. for when the men ran on at one of the World Cups, and I feel like the women have never had that, and I I do believe you said you would provide it. It did. I have to admit, it dropped off the radar. Mm. It's definitely on the cards, though. I mean, I could get one fitted out probably tomorrow, really. I mean, I'm assuming my size is, is the normal size. We could probably get about 20 of those <laughs> put together. And Are we talking like spandex or just kind of like a loose fitting? Or Yeah. Oh, no, they're not loose at all. I mean, if ever you've seen those outfits that women yeah, yeah. tend to put on for that or yeah. are given to put on, should we say, for those kind of events, I think. I feel like Fistball's dropping the ball on that one. So maybe you could bring that up at some point when you do that coup. Yeah, maybe you could bring in bring that in, bring it in, or maybe that's my next next step in my fistball career is to throw on the old spandex and and wave some pom poms around. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Liven up the girls' games, <laughs> exactly. halftime entertainment. Exactly, just me by myself, just uh, yeah, <laughs> trying to break dance in the middle of the fistball field. Mm. <laughs> okay, it's not quite yeah. what I had in mind, but <laughs> yeah, you would four of your mates just. 
<laughs> just smoking on the sidelines between between sets. <laughs> what a dream. I envisaged something else when we started this conversation. I'm afraid we've already gone down this path now, Liz. There's no turning back. <laughs> just, a, just a can of VB and a cigarette just wait for the, wait for the set to end. <laughs> now check this out. Flick the cigarette away. <laughs> You can set the pom-poms on fire. Right eye, boys. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely work on it. I think I'll take that as a challenge accepted. Yeah. Yeah, work in progress. Fist. Boy. Should we move on to shout-outs? Sure. Uh, I have to think about mine. So, uh, Rolf, do you have any shout-outs? Or? Uh, yeah, I'll have to think about my shout-outs as well, to be honest. Um... <laughs> Liz, Liz is having a little freak-out. <laughs> uh, Benny Giles. Yeah, shout-out to, shout to Benny Giles and the Kalgoorlie Boulder Fistball Association. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned him before, but, uh, yeah, Benny's, uh, Benny's always having a, a bit of a listen. So, yeah, shout-out to Benny. I'll fulfil my role as Mal's last-minute substitute to, to give, uh, yeah. to give yeah. Cousin Benny a shout-out. Liz, do you have any shout-outs? I mean, there's heaps of people you could do shout-outs for, aren't there? There's just... Mm. I mean, obviously, for me, Blaze, he started it all, mm. and all the opportunities I've mentioned tonight and all the cool things I've had to do are directly linked to him bringing fistball to New Zealand, so he deserves a shout-out. Vicky deserves a shout-out because she stood behind the women's team. She didn't even get to come to Lynn's. Um, she was pregnant, she couldn't travel, and um, she put so much work into us before we got there, and not to have actually been able to experience it with us was, I imagine, very hard for her, but it was pretty gutting for us as well. Um, so they would be my big ones. Aoife for actually allowing me to do some of the crazy things they've allowed me to do in their name and in their blue shirts. That was pretty brave of them, and I'm very grateful to them. <laughs> um, maybe maybe Roger. Roger Willen for always keeping us up to date with anything fistball and random. I mean, I don't know how he has the time to troll through everything. He must troll through to actually find out the information he does but he's impressive so yeah, yeah. there you go that can be my last shout out roger willen is pretty pretty good guy yeah he is indeed yeah hopefully we'll be able to fist bump him in uh, 2021 in uh, in Jonah. yeah that would be cool in person let's keep holding on to that i almost wore my swiss top that i've got tonight just as a like a trying to keep the dream alive but i decided it wasn't neutral enough so <laughs> we're not very neutral here but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can give some shout-outs. I don't have a ton, but I'm just thinking of them as we're going. I'd like to do a shout-out to 2021, because <laughs> hopefully that's going to be a hell of a lot better than this year um, <laughs> and what it was. A lot of, a lot of bad stuff happened this year, but uh, looking forward to next year. I was thinking, Rolf, seeing as this is the last episode of 2020, maybe we should play... I know we kind of hinted at it last episode, but maybe we should play uh, Leafs song at the end of this yeah absolutely soul hoover yeah soul hoover yeah yeah, yeah. check it out at the end yeah, another plug for for soul hoover <laughs> I, I, I checked during the week and the youtube views did not bounce up so i don't know what's going on so we'll try again soul <laughs> hoover listen to him yeah. <laughs> yeah it's their, their their disco uh punk ode to to 2020 and yeah yeah but uh it's his latest endeavor is uh he sort of hung up his fists and has moved into music production so all right so he hasn't stolen something else from you guys it's... <laughs> right. no 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 we'll leave the stealing of musical artists to australia thank you very much yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And I would also like to give it a shout out just because we mentioned before, but Alwyn Abikirsch, I don't think we actually have given him a shout out before, but um, right. haven't spoken to him in a while. I hope he's doing all right. And I know that his uh, fistball club burnt down while we're at the World Championships, Mannheim. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he disappeared. That's why he went back home. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully they've been able to rebuild that all and um, without too much trouble. I'm sure everyone pitched in and, and got it done, but... Hopefully he's doing all right. We always love it when he's commentating. He's got a he's a very entertaining to listen to, especially when you know paired with like a Liz Meacham or whatever. He, they really just bounce off each other. You know, it's great. Yeah, uh, doesn't actually get better than that. <laughs> and uh, and I guess I'll put a last shout out to Cat. Uh, you know, Cat Angle, if she wants to come onto our board, obviously we could use that that laser focus, and we'll happily call her an Australian if she wants to come on over. <laughs> You can't have her. <laughs> we need her. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> and I think she's more Kiwi than any of us, so yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think you could claim that one. <laughs> so yeah, shout out Smell. I'll give shout out to the uh, to the Japanese. Okay. He was mentioned today, uh, yeah, Wachiro. Uh, he's the their captain. He's a yeah, and uh, I can't remember the the, the the really the the, the comedian guy, but uh, <laughs> I still yeah. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Do you remember him, Liz? The um, the TV personality one. The TV personality that somehow... The one that kept doing this in the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's utterly hilarious. How could I forget? Yeah. Fan favourite, yeah. It's brilliant. But uh, our friends yeah. have been on Facebook and he still posts stuff about that, and which is great to see that he's obviously, you know, a bit of a celebrity or something like that. But it was just really, it's really heartening to know that there's this crazy weird guy in Japan that's having this you know, that's still harking back to that as like this really cool experience. And so, yeah, so shout out to the Japanese in general, a, a great bunch of guys. And and I think they're a team that we should be looking at as a, a team to play in our region to, to increase our, you know, our, our, our regional competition. I think that's, they're probably the most feasible one within our region. You know, they've got some sort of structure. They compare to world championships. They play at a reasonable level. I'd like how you guys have helped lift us up. I think it'd be the same experience for the Japanese as well. So, mm. and a 10 hour flight, it's not the worst, but it's <laughs> certainly, um, yeah, more achievable than most of our other competitors. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, but with 10 hour games to play at the end of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You'll have to put like a cap on how long you can play for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I would dearly love to go to Japan to play fistball. I think it would be an awesome experience. Yeah, so, that would be cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so shout out to our friends in Japan. And, and just a, The funny thing about yeah. that, I missed it. No, go ahead. I was going to say, the funny thing about uh, uh, the, the smiley guy, I can't remember his name either, but uh, I saw um, him playing against the Dutch. He didn't play against us at all. No. And I remember watching them play against the Dutch when they beat the yeah. Dutch. And... Um, he was serving, and he was, like, nailing the baseline down the middle yeah. with aces. I'm like, why did he not play against us? I know. <laughs> he's a big guy, yeah. He's a, big, he's a yeah. weapon. Yeah. He's a yeah, weapon. Yeah, he is. He's this... And then he had all smiles. Yeah. He's this secret weapon. He, they just pulled him out. And on yeah. some games, like, watching him play, he wouldn't touch the ball. He'd just be doing what, his antics. <laughs> and then suddenly he'd hit one and be like, yeah, nailed it. And it was just <laughs> randomly hitting the ball. Like, they just pulled him out of the bag just every now and again to keep everyone interested. Yeah. It was an interesting yeah. dynamic. Yeah. They certainly didn't play him that much. <laughs> he was great. I'm not sure if it was fluke or not, that's the thing, or whether it was actually that he was their secret weapon. I don't know. Um, so, Ralph, you were going to have another one? No, 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 that's, that's my shout-out. Um, unless, well, unless you want me to put a random shout-out to, um, you know, just some great Australian uh, celebrities like Sam Neill and... Yeah. Um, <sighs> One of the one of the better ones, yeah. You know, Russell Crowe. Uh, you know, you know, like some just 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 sit back to reflect on some crowded house. Do you want 
Do you want to take them as well while you're at it? Yeah, it's a great Australian music, like a crowded house, yeah. yeah. Dave Dobbin, do you want Split him? Ends. No, you can have Dave Dobbin, yeah. <laughs> and Peter Jackson, one of the greatest Australian directors we've ever produced, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> really captures the Australian, the stunning Australian landscape uh, well. Why don't you yeah. take our flag as well? Oh, that's right, you did that too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just add an extra star on, no one will notice. <laughs> and make them more pointy. Come on, guys. Yeah. Look, I've got a couple of, I've got a couple of, I've got one or two Australian dollars here. I'll send it over. That must be about eight or nine thousand New Zealand. Uh, you can probably give it to the government as a gift uh, from us. Thank to, you. To, to stitch an extra star on the, you know, the Kiwi flag. Do you know there's nothing worse than going into Jeans West or one of those shops and the dollar difference is still ridiculous on the clothes and yet yeah. the dollar, the exchange yeah. rate is like nothing and yeah. yet we still pay like it's parody almost yeah. i don't know 10 bucks more for our clothes than you guys do yeah. there is no justice <laughs> all right well for the sake of the podcast let's uh let's finish up with a uh uh, fist on and uru or what should we all right wait what's the uh what's the uh kiwi yeah Kia kaha. Kia kaha. Kia kaha. Kia kaha. Yeah. You can say kia kaha, but it's not quite right. It's kia kaha. So kia kaha. Yeah. All right. Let's finish with a fist on and a kia kaha. Do we say fist on and kia kaha or we just kia kaha? And- yeah, we'll say fist on and then we'll say kia kaha. But first, I'll say, Liz, thank you very much for coming on. I know you were uh, a little tentative at first at the the thought of being put on the spotlight like this, but I do appreciate you coming on, particularly at very last notice. But uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me, gentlemen. It has been my pleasure to have been on. And, um, yeah, I can put this on my CV now as well as commentary and <laughs> of all the awful things I've done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know how to fill out CVs. Uh, that's not usually what you look <laughs> Oh, okay. That's why. No, no. <laughs> that's where I'm going right. Uh, all right. Well, fist on. Kia kaha. Fist on. Kia kaha. Fist on. Greetings fellow fisters, genre Lennon here from the band Soul Hoover. As we can all experience, 2020 has been a tough year for us all and sitting back and reflecting intellectually about the impact of the year on our lives and our loves and our careers and on the world in general, we thought we'd try and articulate a track that everybody around us could appreciate and understand for the merits of the year we've all experienced. So we'd like you to sit back, relax and enjoy our contribution to the cultural world of music with our song 2020 Kill It With Fire. Fist on! Hi-ho! This song may contain naughty words starting with the letters F, S, C, A, or B. 2020 
can go fuck off and die. Go fuck off and die